Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the Al Franken podcast ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Hey, everybody. We've got a great one today. Again. Fooled you, huh? Hey, I've, I've done great ones before. It's just that, uh, you know, we're coming off a run of very weak ones. But uh, this one uh, breaks the streak. We have D. Taylor, who runs the ground organization for Unite Here. Unite Here is a uh, labor union which represents 300,000 working people. Their members work in uh, hotel, gaming, food service, manufacturing, laundry, transportation. These are working people. And I know them from the culinary workers in Nevada. I saw their operation there for Harry Reid back in 2010. And again, these are working people. They knock on doors and they talk to folks. And 1,700 of them did that this year in Nevada, Arizona, Florida, and Pennsylvania. And now they have 600 canvassers in Georgia. And I've been encouraging you all to help them out because you know the stakes of this runoff in Georgia. Control of the Senate, which will determine whether Joe Biden will be able to work with Congress, uh, confirm his executive appointments. Uh, there's 2,000 positions that have to be confirmed by the Senate, and, and that doesn't include judges. Will President Biden be able to fill a Supreme Court vacancy if, say, uh, Justice Breyer decides to retire, or will Mitch McConnell uh, pull another Merrick Garland? And uh, how about our, just our agenda on health care, climate, the tax code, labor rights, voting rights? Georgia is the finish line for 2020, and the stakes could not be higher. You know, I, I want to thank you. Unite Here has 600 canvassers on the ground, and that's because of the resources that they use to pay for this. They have been hit especially hard because of COVID in, in terms of jobs. At one point, they had 95% unemployment in Nevada. Now it's about 75% nationwide. My PAC, my political action committee, uh, gave very early to their operation in Nevada. We were the first to give in Georgia. Uh, they are limited only by the resources, and I want to thank you. Uh, I've been shamelessly asking for my listeners to support them, and between you and uh, some of my other supporters, we have raised over $100,000. Here's how you can give again, or give for the first time. Go to actblue.com and type in Take Back 2020. And this is not a persuasion campaign. This is a turnout campaign. 
Everyone in Georgia has been targeted with ads for a year now. They they're sick of political ads. Imagine having to be inundated with political ads through November 3rd. And now because of the runoffs for another two solid months. No, no, no. People know who they want to vote for. They target low propensity voters and turn them out. Normally you have a seven, eight percent response on the door. Folks who who will talk to you, who want to talk to you. It's been 38% in Georgia since November 3rd. People are hurting. But Republicans are making it harder to vote. And Unite here is helping uh, folks make a plan to vote and helping them vote. And you know the stakes. Our country is in a bad place right now, a very bad place. When 2020 started, We had the largest disparities in wealth and income in the developed world. Then our response to COVID-19 has been the worst in the developed world. The House passed a COVID relief bill in May, but the Senate under Mitch McConnell hasn't acted. Uh, They're negotiating as I record this. I'm doing this on, on Friday morning. Hopefully, they'll agree to something. I guess the one sticking point right now is the size of the tax break for Elaine Chow's family. I think that's what's what's holding it up now. Uh, we will have a new president soon. Mitch McConnell's goal will be to make him a one-term president. The runoffs in Georgia on January 5th are huge. And my guest today, Dee Taylor, is leading the fight on the ground to win it. You're going to really, really like this guy. We've got a great one today. You know, again. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me learn real-life conversation in German. For example, let's say you wanted to order soup with your dinner. Die Suppe würde mir auch gefallen. That means the soup (laughs) <laughs> that means that means I would also like the soup. And that way, I get soup with dinner. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash franken. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash franken, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash franken. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What does D stand for? D. It stands for Donald, but I was named after my father, and 
Uh, my mother said she wasn't going to have two of those in the house. And, you know, she, uh, we ended up, uh, obviously she was a single mother, uh, fair, you know, sometime in my early childhood. So, uh, I got the name D as a nickname, but I've, that's just been my name forever. Okay. Well, D and then you go D period Taylor. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, D what states were you in during the general? We were in Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Florida. Those four states. And uh, Nevada, Arizona, incredibly close. You're in Unite here, but are you originally culinary workers in Nevada? Well, the culinary workers is one of the locals in Unite here. I came out of uh, the culinary workers. That's our largest local. That's the local I came out of and I used to run. And famously, the best, one of the best anyway, ground games in the country. And I know this from Harry's races that the colony workers in Nevada considered the state of the art or the best. It's not state of the art. It's you knock on doors, <laughs> and, but you do other stuff too. So in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, in Florida, that was uh, unite here folks from other than the colony workers, right? Oh yeah. Even in Nevada, uh, in Reno, we have many folks who come from the state of Washington or California we have a big operation in Reno. Our locals not as we're not as big in Reno as we are in Las Vegas. In Arizona, we had folks from California, Arizona, Chicago, Baltimore. In Florida, we had folks from up and down the East Coast and the South. And in Pennsylvania, uh, we had the similar thing. So we view it as a unite here effort in all four of those states. Uh, we pull from housekeepers cooks, bartenders, waitresses, cocktail servers, porters, bellmen uh, from all over the country. And this year, uh, if there's any upside to the large unemployment in our industry, we had a lot of folks able to do it and willing to do it, uh, which is great. And you guys, when I say you're on the ground, you are knocking on doors. I know that the Biden campaign largely refrained from door knocking to model uh, caution uh, during COVID, but you guys were on the doors and you took precautions, but were incredibly effective. Tell me about that. Tell me about Pennsylvania too, in terms of the turnout. You mainly were focused on Philadelphia, but tell me about what you guys did, how you approached COVID, how you approached the doors. Well, our experience is uh, to win, you need a three-legged stool. You have to do like the mail and the TV and the phone calls, but the door-to-door -door is really key, for, particularly for low propensity voters. Uh, those folks who are often left out of polls, who are uh, not targeted, but who are registered voters and uh, need some commencing. And also you need to answer questions. But before we did that this time with COVID-19, we had hired uh, epidemiologists and industrial hygienists about how to do this safely. So we started back in July in Arizona in early August in Nevada. And just for the record, it's 115 on the street day in and day out in Phoenix uh, for quite some time. And same mm -hmm. thing in Nevada. Uh, but with our health and safety protocols, which were very, very strict, as they're strict right now here in Atlanta, we had over 1,700 campusers between Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Florida without anybody contracting COVID. We feel very, very proud about that. Uh, and we're doing the same protocols here in Atlanta right now. For example, uh, no one rides in a car together. Uh, if 
you have a canvasser. A lot of them are from out of state. They get hotel rooms. No one shares a hotel room, which normally would have been the case, right? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's added, obviously, expenses. Uh, no shared cars. Uh, obviously, everybody's masked up. We take masks with us. So if somebody comes to the door, if they don't have a mask, we have you know those disposable masks for them, six feet apart. Uh, we are very strict about not only rides, but about meetings. When we do have meetings, they're socially distant. And, you know, that becomes challenging as the weather gets worse. Like today in Atlanta, we have a meeting at 10 o'clock this morning, but that's all necessary. Um, and also we have a health and safety uh, sort of ombudsman uh, in each group to make sure people are following the protocols, not just while they're doing canvassing and working at Unite here, but also off-duty, too, because we all know that can mm. lead to horrendous problems. Of course. Now, Unite Here members have very high unemployment. I think culinary workers in Nevada had, like, currently are about 75% unemployment. Is that right? Uh, in Nevada, it's a little bit better because the casinos are generally open. But when the pandemic hit, uh, our industry, the hospitality industry, hotels, casinos, stadiums, arenas, cafeterias we had about 98 percent unemployed to this day between the u.s and canada we are still at 75 80 percent unemployed and it and it varies a little bit city by city uh depending on where that state is or where that city is but it's been devastating and we understand that in order to get our folks back to work we've got to get the pandemic under control and that's why we're really focused and one of the many reasons we're focused on getting uh donald trump knocked out of office that guy has a abandoned ship. I mean, frankly, I think he should be charged with at least manslaughter since we have 300,000 people dead. And that administration's just given up uh, the last few months. And you've seen the effect of that. I mean, we have hundreds of our members who have died from COVID, uh, be they in New York, L.A., Las Vegas, San Francisco, Minneapolis. Uh, it's a tragedy that did not have to occur as badly. And we feel that we need to have a change. We need to have a national response to the pandemic. You can't do it city by city or state by state. The virus doesn't work that way. But our members have been devastated by that. And they have a double whammy. I, I was just talking to some of our members here in Atlanta yesterday. Their unemployment runs out at the end of this month. And then there's eviction notice. So this election has practical meaning to them right now to try to make sure we win these two seats in Georgia. So real economic relief can be done on the short term and in the long term for workers. I think the charge would be negligent homicide is what I think it should be. But anyway, yeah. um, so tell me about the people that are working. I mean, because you have such high unemployment, you have these people who are coming from all over the country to be in Georgia. This is all about Georgia. This is about the control of the Senate. And this is why I... I have you on because I want my listeners to understand the stakes here and actually to contribute if if they can. And uh, I know a lot of my listeners have contributed this cycle to a lot of races, uh, some successfully, some not so successfully. This is the finish line. Don't stop two inches from the finish line. So uh, just... Tell me what your folks are doing on the ground there, what the response they're getting is, and who the folks are that are doing this on the ground. 
Well, first, uh, who's doing it? Which I think it's really the most important in a way. These are housekeepers, cooks, bartenders, servers, uh, all the people you see in hotels or casinos and cafeterias. Uh, some are working. Most are laid off. And I, I really want folks to think about this. During the holiday season, no matter what religion you practice, it's a time for family and loved ones. They have uprooted themselves and moved to Atlanta. In fact, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, they came here. And they're here through at least January 8th because we're talking about ballot curing. So they're missing all those traditional things from their family. And I must tell you, I came down here because um, I'm so proud to be a part of Unite here and have folks do that because that sacrifice, uh, you, you can't buy. So that's who they are. Second, we're doing it sort of the old-fashioned way. We go door to door. I, I was door. I was out yesterday walking precinct. Now in uh, Georgia, you have absentee ballots. Early voting starts today for three weeks, and then you have election day. And so we are talking to voters. This is not a persuasion election. This is a turnout election. People have already made up their minds. The reason why I think our efforts are so important here, along with other groups, I, I want to be very clear. Uh, we're humbled here. Uh, Stacey Abrams, Fair Fight, New Georgia Project, Black Pack, Mijente, all those folks set the table. We wouldn't be here without their efforts in the general election. We're here to help and try to push it over the edge. But uh, people are inundated with mail and TV and all that, and they, they're sort of tuned out. What they're not tuned out to is when you knock on the door and actually have a dialogue. I have to say, uh, you know, I've worked in a lot of different areas. I'm from the South originally. People are very polite here. They're very nice. And they're very happy that you're doing it, uh, which is a little bit different than, you know, we haven't had guns pulled on us like certainly we had in Nevada and Arizona. We haven't had an intentional dog sick on us, uh, but people are very appreciative. They are very focused, very focused and very politically in tune about what's at stake. And they know the two current senators don't give a hoot about the average person. You know, when you hit the doors here too, you hear people, their real, real life concerns, their unemployment's running out. They're worried about evictions. They're bare, worried about healthcare. People with pre-existing conditions who now are rationing medicine because their healthcare has been cut off. So this has real applicability to everyday life. And at the same time, they are very proud of the fact that they elected uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and they want to sustain that victory in the most difficult situation with COVID, with the holiday season, and with sort of, you know, election fatigue overall. What percentage of the people, you knock on a door, what percentage of people come to the door and we'll talk to you. Usually when you're doing canvassing, your contact rate is about seven or 8%. The contact rate here is over 30%. Now that has to do with two factors. One, COVID has economically knocked people out of work or reduced their hours. So you get people at home. The other reason is because of the lack of, of schools being open, people have juggled their schedules. So one parent is at home often with the children when they're trying to learn online or something, which 
you know, I mean, for example, I, I was hitting doors the other day. There are swaths of area in and around Atlanta that don't have broadband. So people are getting in their cars and driving like, you know, 20 minutes close to a library to get on the internet for their kids' school. I mean, that's the kind of thing. You know, some hospitals have closed right in the middle of the pandemic. So we're talking about, obviously, national issues, but we're also talking about local issues, about how this has to change. And people want to talk is what I'm hearing from you. Absolutely, they want to talk. Uh, they also are enthusiastic. I mean, uh, it's funny. I thought they, they would be you know, sort of, uh, not at all. They're enthusiastic. They want to win. They know it's close. Uh, and they know, uh, it's up to them at the same time. We ask them what's, the, what's their plan to vote? Have they, do they have their absentee ballot? No. Are you going to early vote? Yes. Where are you going to early vote? When are you going to early vote? How are you getting there? I mean, we're very specific because people always need a plan because whether the weather's crummy, whether uh, you don't quite know where the early voting sites, as you know, they have uh, reduced those in Cobb County. We expect more voter suppression, if at all possible, with <laughs> the Republicans in this state. So we uh, but people and they also like talking, you know, when you turn on the TV and somebody's at you or talking at you or their mail piece. But when you're at the door, you're talking to people and you get to answer their questions. And if you don't know the answers, you go back to them the next day and tell them. We're going to take another uh, short break. We'll be back with uh, D. Taylor talking more about the ground. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Game in Georgia. Welcome back. We're talking to D. Taylor, who's running the ground game in Georgia. I mean, people are inundated with ads there. I mean, and and understand, these are people that are in a battleground state, Georgia, and so they were inundated through November 3rd. (laughs) So now they're inundated from November 3rd until January 5th, where they're seeing nothing but political ads, so they just want to just do everything they can not to see a political ad. So that's why this ground game is the game now. Well, I agree. I, I, the thing that makes me a little bit sorrowful is we had advocated that you could do this safely. 
I am firmly convinced if more people on in the Democratic Party had taken us up on that, I think we would have won at least 10 or 12 additional House seats. And I think we could have had a real chance of, of flipping the Senate. Now, the horse is out of the barn, as the saying goes. So we want to make sure that what the efforts we do here in Georgia bring home a victory. And I tell everybody, all you can do is every single day you look in the mirror and say, did I give it my all? And, uh, you know, my mother uh, from the South used to say, D, honey, to thine own self be true. And I, I've been telling that to every camera. So you got to look at yourself in the mirror every day. Every day now is election day because it's early voting. And if you can look in the mirror and say, I gave it my all, that's all you can ask anybody in any endeavor they do. I'm so proud and convinced that our folks are doing that. I mean, I, I was with this uh, woman yesterday. She's from Philadelphia. She came down. She, she's not going back to Philly for Christmas. Uh, and she's staying through and she's telling me and she's laid off from the stadium. She's doing incredible work. She said she got inspired to come to uh, Atlanta because in 2018, uh, she got sent to Las Vegas when we flipped that Senate seat uh, with Rosen. She sort of got the bug. And so then she worked in the Philadelphia campaign and now she's in Atlanta. And this was a, a stadium worker. Uh, mother of four who uh, wants to make a difference. And uh, those are the type of people that really are the unsung heroes uh, that no one ever focuses on. And they're, they're the difference. I I've always kind of make an analogy. Uh, You know, the generals and the admirals get all the attention, but it's uh, the soldiers and the sailors who make those folks successful or not successful Never can forget that. And the minute you do that, you're way off base. Let me ask you about, you say Philadelphia. Your presence in Pennsylvania was focused on Philadelphia? Yes. Totally focused on Philadelphia and turnout. And how did you do? Well, we we weren't planning on uh, doing Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, but we got quite worried uh, about the lack of ground game in Philadelphia in particular, we think that was one of the reasons why uh, Clinton lost in 16. So uh, October 1st, we had 200 people on the ground, and then we upped that to 500. And we were in uh, communities of color, brown and black, uh, really focused in on turnout. Now, Philadelphia, even though they had some early voting, that's election day culture. And just factually, Philadelphia actually turned out bigger in this year than they did even in 08 for Obama. And uh, we feel very good about our efforts uh, in those communities that had not voted in 16. In fact, we did the breakdown uh, between Nevada, Arizona, and uh, Pennsylvania. We accounted for 124,000 people who were eligible to vote, did not vote in 16, but voted in 20. So that's one statistic. And then you know, we had over 400,000 people between those three states who we had focused in who were infrequent voters who actually voted. So uh, we feel good about all those numbers. We fell short in Florida, uh, but we view Florida as a long term project, just like we did Nevada and Arizona. And we're now very interested in Pennsylvania, too. How many are on the ground in Georgia? How many of your members? Uh, we have uh, 600. And uh, is there room for more or are we kind of, that's it? 
the only thing that's holding us back is just resources, finances. I mean, bluntly, uh, Al, you've been tremendous. Uh, you were the first person to contribute to Nevada uh, under our pack, and you were the first person for Georgia. That has been extremely helpful because now everyone uh, should know this isn't actually my money. It's my my personal money. It's my political action committee. So I'm a generous guy, uh, but I just don't want to have people think like Jesus, Al's rich. No, I, I, it's all right. Um, uh, but he must be so rich, Jesus. No, this is my pack. But, <laughs> And, and, you know, we did, we set up our pack, Take Back 2020, which anybody can go to, and uh, there's a way to donate. Uh, It's just resources. You you still can use the resources. You still can get some more people in there. This will make a difference. This is going to be incredibly close, right? Right. We are really having a final push, even additional people we want between December 26th and January 5th. So we're viewing those two weeks as a whole nother if we can get another 200 people here in additional, that, that will be great. Um, uh, that would put us around seven, 800 people on the ground. And this is, like I said, this is not a persuasion. This is turnout. And no one should assume because they've seen a hundred commercials that people are going to turn out. This is, <laughs> I think this every is, commercial means less turnout. I, I would imagine yeah. that if you're watching football and you see a frigging commercial for Purdue, especially, or Leffler, or, you know, I. by the way, uh, when we were on that uh, Zoom fundraiser that we did, I did come up with um, a door knock for Warnock. <laughs> yes, you did. But uh, you guys are door knocking for both, so it really yes. isn't an operative. It doesn't really help, does it? <laughs> but it's good. It's, it's like uh, I'm good with words. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, we have a whole nother push between uh, the day after Christmas through January 5th. We're keeping people here for ballot curing, too, if need be, through the 8th, because just like we did in Nevada and Arizona, uh, sometimes there's a problem and you have uh, some time to cure the ballot. So you have to go to the person, cure it, get it back to the election. Explain what that is. Explain what curing a ballot is. So this comes about with uh, mail-on ballots or absentee ballots, let's say that they have a problem with the signature or they have a problem with the address. They, they will list that as a problem. They'll identify it. Now, theoretically, they're supposed to contact that voter about that, but we particularly are uh, not too optimistic due to the, the volume of that or for whatever reason in Georgia. So we go to that person and say, uh, listen, John, or listen, Maria, or listen, Jorge, this is a problem with your ballot. You need to do this. And they have to do that. And what we found is people are, are want to do it because they've already taken the actual active thing of voting. They didn't realize there was a problem. And because this is going to be a close election, we think every ver- vote counts. So ballot Boy, do I know that? I, you know, I won by 312 my first uh, election. So I know it can get to that. I mean, it really can. We did this very thing. We, we would get votes by someone's signature didn't match their their signature when they registered, and it'd be because they had a stroke between when they yep. registered and and uh, this this election. Or what, one of my favorites was we had a uh, 
a young man who filled out his absentee had you had to have a witness in Minnesota, in Minnesota. The mother was going to sign as a witness, but she looked at his signature and said, "Wait a minute, that's what's that?" And he goes, "That's my signature." She goes, "No, no, 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 no! You can't turn this in. This is it's not neat enough." So he had to get another ballot. Penmanship was very important to her. So his 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 signature didn't match when he had registered. So that was kicked out, but we got that vote. So otherwise it would have won by 311. Okay, so at the door, you're telling uh, folks the, the rules. Um, in the special, uh, people can vote early, and they can vote absentee too, right? Here, as compared to other states, some other states, you have to have your absentee ballot in by election day. It can't be postmarked, let's say, the day before the election on an election and still be counted. It has to be in by election day. Uh, and so we're really talking to people who requested the absentee ballots to get them in and obviously don't don't even attempt to mail them after the 29th of December. But we're really trying to get those done. That's part of going door to door. Don't wait. Get it in. Oh, you don't have an absentee ballot? Then let's go early vote. And there's three weeks of early voting, which is a long time for early voting. Now, some of it is broken up here because of uh, you know Christmas Eve and Christmas. But all that being said, we're saying every day now is election day, and we have to win every day. Uh, historically, if we do really well on early voting, the Republicans usually win on election day. Uh, so we really know we have to really focus in uh, in this early voting and get the absentee ballots in in order to have the best chance of winning here. Well, according to Trump, of course, he actually won. Not just well, on election yeah, day, but I'm, he really won. There was all that fraud, of course. Well, I mean, you know, uh, all I have to say <laughs> is that guy is delusional. He might just not be delusional. He might just be just evil. Have you well, ever thought that about too. that? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, he's that too. No, he. I know it's both. both. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, we got to get now. The stakes here, I I think my listeners know, the stakes here are control of the Senate, and control of the Senate is almost. It, it's hard to exaggerate what that means, because what it means is, first of all, confirming his. Uh, nominees for all these uh, positions in the administration and ambassadors, et cetera. But it also means judges, of course, of course. And uh, let's say, you know, Justice Breyer wants to retire. <laughs> and uh, if we don't have 50, McConnell can do it again. He can pull Merrick Garland. And then, and then, and then there's the entire agenda so we're talking about any legislation we want to pass, uh, a public option, police reform, uh, making the tax code fairer. It's, it's everything, everything. The stakes here are just remarkably high, and it's all focused on January 5th. It all comes down to that. And there have been so many people through this entire last two years who have been just working so hard to make sure that Trump wasn't reelected, but also elect people down ballot. And that was disappointing. This is the chance. This is the last chance. This is the finish line. And I just beg people, don't get two inches from the finish line and go like, ah, I'm exhausted. 
Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I've given different Senate uh, races I contributed to. We lost, and I, I'm just kind of disappointed. <laughs> Don't do that. There. I'm well, going to stop I, I, saying that. I, I'm going to stop that. I was, I, that was my last one. Well, I, I, I'll just make a sports analogy. If you're in the Super Bowl and you're in overtime, do you quit? Or if you're in the seventh game of the World Series, you go to extra innings, you go, well, I, I'm just tired. Now, I really – I'm sort of done. Of course not. I mean, this is when you got to look inside yourself and dig deep and, uh, you know, pull that strength from your core values and principles. And, yeah, we were all disappointed on some elections. We were jubilant about getting rid of Trump. But if we want to make real change – We've got to try to control the Senate in every way possible. You know that better than anybody, Al. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, let's not uh, quit in overtime or quit in extra innings. That's when you've got to pour it on. I mean, it, it, we've all seen winners. I mean, whether you like Tom Brady or not, you know, when it comes to the very end and the game's on the line, he's always done pretty well. Or right now, Patrick Mahomes uh, of the Chiefs. Uh, I'm just using some football because it's football season. But you all get the idea. You, you, you don't give up or you don't let up when you got a chance to win here. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady just uh, beat the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, don't quit. So, okay, well, I'll let you get back to work, I guess, huh? Yep, we're having a 10 o'clock meetup because it's the first day of early voting. We're hitting the doors. I cannot thank you enough. Uh, your support has been tremendous. Uh, anybody who's listening, uh, if you want to help out, please do. Uh, we're going to keep on battling. Uh, and if a laid-off housekeeper who has come to Atlanta from Philadelphia or from Arizona can keep on battling. I think we all owe ourselves to keep on fighting too. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, a lot of great things to give to over this holiday season. Certainly, you know, I've been encouraging people to give the food banks, etc. Those of us who are fortunate enough to sort of ride out this COVID thing and and not be hit uh, financially as so many of your uh, members have been um, hope that you can be generous in in so many different ways, and but this one is the legislation <laughs> that will uh, that we could pass if we have fifty will you know be thousands and thousands and thousands of times more important than what we individually can do. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the work you've been doing. Uh, all this this cycle and before, God bless you and good luck. God bless us all, and let's hope that uh, January fifth is uh, a day to celebrate. Thank you so much. Please stay safe over the holidays and uh, stay close to the ones you love because uh, it becomes more important as we see every day the tragedy that unfolds with so many people inflicted with COVID. Thank you so much. Thank you, D. Well, I, I hope you enjoyed uh, listening. That beautiful music is by Leo Kotke, the great Leo Kotke. I want to thank Peter Ogburn for producing this podcast. We'll talk again next week.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Al Franken podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. The early 2000s was a wild time for reality TV. There seemed to be an endless supply of shows that delivered entertainment for us, but trauma for children. I'm Misha Brown, the host of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop. Each week on The Big Flop, comedians join me to chronicle the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? We recently looked behind the scenes of what was really going on at Abby Lee Miller's dance studio. Abby's biggest misstep wasn't screaming nonsensical catchphrases or throwing chairs on television, but instead, she was choreographing financial fraud in plain sight. Join me to break down all the wild details of Abby Lee Miller's story. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Big Flop early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Once upon a beat, remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.